Hello and welcome to the Grass Track Banter Podcast. This is episode number 34. My name's Gareth Bemister, your host and your guide through the wonderful world of grass track racing. We are at the end of the season, so we'll be starting to wrap things up, uh, thinking about the end of the season at the moment. Uh, joining me, we almost had a full lineup this week, but we've just had a non-starter at the last minute. A bit more on that in a minute. But uh, joining us, as always, it is Russell Little. How's it going, Russ? Good evening, Gareth. Not too bad, thank you. And uh, being busy on the uh, railroads, Russ? Still busy? Busy on the trains, busy at home. Obviously, we've moved since, or just before the last episode. Obviously, I couldn't join you. We had a lack of Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, got some Wi-Fi now, but not a lot of heating at the moment. So Still a bit of drama. Home, yeah, home alone tonight. Uh, Amy and the kids are at her mum's enjoying the warmth of the central heating. Yeah, lovely. So you've turned the uh, turned the lounge into the podcast studio. Absolutely. Very nice. Well, every cloud and all that, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, also joining us is uh, Mr. Fixtionist, Luke Russell. How are you doing, Luke? Yeah, all good. I thought you were going to call me by my uh, new centre championship title this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there. you've you've brought it up already. Yeah, yeah. Tell us more, Luke. Tell us more. Uh, we got a bit lucky and ended up winning the uh, East Midlands Centre Championship um, towards the end of the season. So, but yeah. Other than that, yeah, all good, Gareth. Yeah. So, and uh, and you've been doing a bit of pit biking as well, Luke. So it's you know. You've been, uh, yeah. you're a big commodity these days. How much start money are we on for the uh, the old highway pit well, biking? I, I can't disclose that, I'm afraid. <laughs> but uh, busy, I mean, leaf sweeping season's upon us, Luke, so busy at work? Uh, <laughs> yeah, to be fair, with all the uh, the current COVID issues and all that, it's uh, it's picked up a little bit more now, so um, yeah. all the fun to come. So Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it'd be nice to have a... A podcast where we don't have to talk about covid we've uh, it's been a, a constant feature since we started the podcast it might even be our fault who knows but yeah certainly busy in schools and we're looking ahead at trying to work out what we're going to do just like the grass track world will be doing soon as well so last up it's the british champion himself mitch godden how you doing mitch yeah hi guys uh hi gareth hi um, russell and luke uh yeah really good thank you and uh you've been busy as well mitch playing about with four wheels wow it was all going so well. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well, we've seen a few pictures of uh, well, the aftermath really, but <laughs> uh, it was a really, really uh, good experience and in a breath of fresh air. And um, it's something that we it came about uh, this sort of car racing thing when uh, you know, we were in the first lockdown and we had no no two wheel racing or three wheel racing to be doing, and it was sort of a little project that we got started between us at home. Um, and um, yeah, the car was ready, and uh, we uh, smashed it around Brands Hatch, literally. <laughs> but you got up to the sort of fifth, wasn't it, at one point? Well, no, we, there was there was just to put people in the picture. It's uh, Citroen C1, so it's a three-cylinder, thousand-cc um, little tiny C1, same as a Peugeot 107, and a, I think it's the same as a Toyota Igo as well. Mm. Uh, little two-door thing. You know, you buy a car, you strip it out, you put a roll cage in it. Um, put a racing seat in it, a harness in it, fire extinguisher, you know, all the electrics that you need for racing, uh, take the airbags out. Um, and then it's all done to quite a, a, a very strict uh, rule set. Um, and then, yeah, they're, 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 they're brilliant little things. Um, <laughs> you know, you've got virtually no mechanical sympathy and you're smashing it from, from second gear to third gear and back to second gear and third gear and fourth gear and, you know, spinning the wheels and, it's amazing that they they put up with the abuse. To be honest, um, 
But yeah, we got thirteenth on the grid in qualifying. Um, I got up to eighth place. Um, I'd, uh, Tim Bennett was was my co-driver, and also Miles, my son. And I said to Tim, I said, right, you know, we've got to we've got to be a bit canny here and and try and pit on the safety cars, uh, to, you know, to try and do the best we could. Um, and I said to Tim, on you know, before before the race started, I said, uh, you know. After half an hour, I could come in at any time, depending on when the safety car's in. So that's how I left it. On 45 minutes was the first safety car. I dived into the pits and there was no Tim. I was like, shit, where's Tim? No Miles, no Tim, no no one. So I jumped out of the car and then I had to jump back in the car, seatbelts on, back out to another lap behind the safety car, come in, and then Tim jumped in. And I was like, where were you? So I was up at race control getting told off by the clerk of the course for, for all of your track limit warnings mm-hmm. <laughs> i've now got a black flag and he had to go he had to go out of the pits receive the black flag and come back in and do a one minute penalty for, for my track limit <laughs> well yeah and it sounds like buckmore <laughs> i was gonna say you, t- you took the words out of my mouth Garth. i was gonna say it sounds familiar this <laughs> well it was very similar um and you know we we went from eight i, I, I sort of got up to about eight and then after the two pit stops and the black flag, we were like 39, 40 odd. So, you know, from from then on in, it was just about having fun and and um, <laughs> and, and just driving the thing. And you know, Tim did all right. Miles did really really well. Um, and I was going for rap, lap record every lap. So really put good. the softs and, on. Well, no, <laughs> it was worse than that. We we ended up with no tyres. We were down to canvas on the front left. <laughs> I was overdriving it to be honest. Um, and you know. Coming into Paddock Hill Bend, you know, floating this little C1 in, you know, on a, on a four-wheel sideways, you know, uh, sort of oversteering it down the hill was was great until uh, it bombed out of the bottom of the hill and it fired me into the tyre wall. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely some lessons learned. But, yeah, really, really good experience and, um, that, that, you know, uh, really good to do something completely out of our comfort zone. So, um, you know, Smudgy come down, he was on the pit board. Um we, you know, we might get him in, involved in the future. So, yeah, it was really, really good. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. A bit more exciting than anything we've been up to. We've got Russell's been thrown up on by his uh, his son today. <laughs> and uh, the reason why Ben's not here is because his son's shitting through the Ivor Needle, so he can't come on either. So I think we take a bit of car racing, Russ, at the minute, wouldn't we? <laughs> I'd love a bit of car racing, even see ones. <laughs> <laughs> I've just looked at a picture, Gareth, and, and I think you can safely say that Ben's son's exploded. Yeah, he certainly has. Yeah, code brown emergency going on there. Yeah, so Ben sent us through a few things for later on in the show because he did want to be with us to talk to us about various things today. But he's not with us, so hopefully we'll catch up with Ben very soon. Now, last time we were on, Luke, we were looking forward to Ledbury, weren't we? And uh, yeah, massive shame that that didn't happen. Yeah, the uh, good old British weather again, wasn't it? That's... Uh played a part a few times this year so yeah massive thanks that was looking like a fantastic weekend to, to round off the season yeah yeah big shame we were all headed i think we were all heading up there weren't we at some point or another yeah. there was uh some of us weren't sure but um yeah they'd come up with something to end the season with and then the bloody weather ruined it so never mind they go again next year i'm sure ledbury and we'll talk a little bit more about what fixtures we've got because they are coming together luke aren't they we were just talking just before about the fixture list it's starting to look full but there's obviously a few tweaks yeah still still quite a few uh clubs that haven't announced what they're doing yet um obviously we haven't seen the official 
championship list either from the ACU. So once all that's in place, I'm sure we'll have a better look of of what next season will bring. Mm. So correspondence this week, we've got a big one in a minute. But before we get to that correspondence, we've uh, last time we talked about Jay Sayer. I don't know if you all remember, but we weren't sure what he was doing because it was a time about 10 or 15 years ago where Jay was doing a lot of Clark of the Coursing and he's cut right back on it now. So uh, he got in touch. Jay does like uh, sending us an email. We like to receive them as well. So uh, he said he's still got his Clark of the Course license, national and international, and his national technician license as well. Um, and here's one to the void, Russell. He said he's going to clerk at the Lincolnshire Poacher for Reg in 2022. And he's going to clerk the support classes for Midshires. Uh, but he's got no plans to do anything else. So that's it. Just those two meetings. I mean, two pretty big ones for us. I mean, we know we know that Jay's got fairly broad shoulders, I suppose. But um, yeah, he used to do everything, didn't he, Jay? I mean, I remember when, when we were both passenger in the thousands, Jay seemed to always be doing the clerk of the course in. Yeah, that's right, Gareth. He, uh, he used to... Pretty much most weekends, wasn't it? Jay was out if it was Eastern Centre, South Eastern Centre, or obviously a lot of the nationals as well. He used to do, or, or obviously he was abroad a lot as well with uh, Steve and um, the other guy Bert. It was yeah. Bert, wasn't it? But, um, so yeah, he obviously used to get about quite a lot. So uh, obviously we don't see him as much now, unfortunately. No, he's always around though. He always, you know, he goes to most meetings, but um, yeah, Clark in for a few. Uh, he said the reason he took up Clark of the Course in the first place was because there seemed to be an almost complete disregard for rider safety uh, in days gone by. Um, you would race past an injured rider in the middle of the track for several laps because the red flag hardly ever came out. He says he doesn't wish to claim credit for it, but the general standard of Clarking Clarks of the Course has improved considerably over the years, particularly in regard to rider safety. Uh, he says that he thinks that we would agree with him, particularly in respect of the banger racing classes. Uh, he means the sidecar classes. <laughs> no, Jay. Yeah, I mean, things have got better, I suppose, Mitch. There was a time, wasn't there? Um, you, you'll remember a time where the yellow flag would be coming out and there'd be someone with a broken leg in the middle of the track and you'd just ride round them. I, I guess so, but I think there was there was a, not a disregard for people's safety, but I think it was, it was kind of part of it, I suppose. You kind of, when people were hurt, you just picked them up and took them to the outside and carried on, didn't you? Yeah. Now, yeah. now, now you need to, you know, no one can, if the ambulance comes on the track, it's 10 minutes. Mm. Yeah. You know, whereas before, you you know, even if you had a broken leg, you'd hop to the rope, <laughs> hop over the first one, fall over the second one and go under the last one. And then, you know, and but I think it's just, I don't know, there's just a different, um, I don't know, it's changed a little bit, hasn't it? I think yeah. The emphasis on first aid has changed. You know, it's not a bunch of volunteers anymore. They're paid professionals. So, hmm. it, yeah, that has changed. And it's a different different time as well. I mean, you just yeah, you just couldn't sort of get away with that anymore. I don't think that that mentality. Not in just grass track, in anything, any walk of life. Uh, um, I mean, some some of it I think is is really sensible, like the yeah. whole compassion thing. You know, oh, whereas yeah. whereas before, you know, how many fingers am I holding up? You know, bang, off you go. You're in the next race. Yeah. <laughs> And I think you know some things have uh, have progressed, and that that's one of them. And head injuries is 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 a you know a sort of a hot topic, isn't it? So you know that that's really good. But I mean, yeah, someone someone sort of having a little bit of gravel rash and then spending ten minutes on the floor, you know, in my mind, come on, get out of the way. Let you know, let you know, the rain's coming or the, it's going to get dark soon. Let's crack on with it. Yeah. 
Yeah, you just never know, do you? Really, I suppose that's the problem. And as soon as you let it go, uh, yeah, you, 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 anything could be happening, I suppose. But yeah, different times. I think, but... I think whilst it is a hell of a lot better than what it used to be, the standards vary quite a lot still across the country. What the standards of first aid? Do you mean? No, clerk of the courses. Oh, so okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've certainly unpicked that a few times, haven't we? Where, uh, yeah, an inconsistency is your your biggest bugbear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Gareth, I think I might have said this to you. I mean, I was at a Masters once, and I and I asked the clerk of the course at one end of the track, you know, what's the rule on front wheel over the white line? And he says, right, no, I'm not going to mention any names. But the, the 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 clerk of the course said, you're not allowed to put your front wheel over the line. And then I, I asked the same question to the assistant clerk of the course at the other end, and he said, yeah, you can put one wheel over the white line. So you had two different sets of rules on the same track, one at one end and one at the other end. What was acceptable and what wasn't acceptable. And that, I think, just goes to show that it needs, you know, much more better communication from everybody, really. Yeah, and I think that, you know, there's the... Uh, that's happened a few times, but there is the the martial briefing and things that have come in place and and that's been all off the back of that sort of thing going on um but yeah it, we can always do better certainly definitely now i do want to talk about the uh the 500 sidecars at the masters because we mentioned it on the last show obviously it would mean that mitch would have a very busy day uh we put a poll out on the grassstrap banter facebook group the people well we had oh what are we looking at? Like 600 votes, I guess there. And we had 77 comments, lots of different opinions. We're going to run through them. And I will just want to hear your thoughts, basically guys, obviously Mitch being the British champion in the class, uh, Luke, obviously being a competitor that, you know, you and Jake are getting faster and faster. You'll probably would be a part of that very soon. Uh, and then Russell, you and I are sort of looking in from the outside really. But, um, well, first of all, the vote went in favor of yes, the 500 cycles at the British Masters is what it said. 320 votes no to nine, uh, 97 votes said no. And then Chris Bartlett has uh, sort of added his own poll, which is, yes, move the 500 sidecars to the Masters, perhaps a Saturday and Sunday meeting, then add the GT40s to the British Championships as well. Or sorry, add the GT140s to the British Championship meeting in place of the 500 sidecars. So, I mean, it's all unofficial, obviously. And we're, we are literally a a Facebook group putting up a poll. It doesn't mean anything. Okay. So if you're listing anything, oh, that was good. That means they'll put the 500 cycle. Like it doesn't mean that don't jump to any conclusions, but it was a really interesting debate that went on. First of all, uh, the very first person uh, sort of said what we've said before, Graham Cutris. Yes. Cause the class is up there for entertainment and European appeal. Uh, so he thinks yes, because of, obviously it's a European thing, which is what you've said, Mitch, but no, he says, cause it drops the two fifties, the three fifties and left handers absolutely nowhere because most clubs won't run a British championship just for them. So first of all, I mean, we've talked talked about that a little bit, Luke, and I know that you've sort of mentioned the British championships, just having the three classes. How do you think the British championship meeting would be affected if you removed the 500 sidecars? It would probably struggle either probably crowd wise. I don't think you get as many people coming to watch if you, if you lost them and replace them with one of the other classes personally. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the Masters, as it as it stands, as we saw, you know, in recent times, with just the two classes, it, it doesn't need another class. It stands up well on its own. But I think if you take the 500 sidecars away from the, the Brits, 
it would struggle as a meeting. You'd probably struggle to even find anyone to to run it year in, year out. Yeah, I think that was the sort of the point that uh, that Graham was making there as well is that it it would remove that. But I mean, I know Mitch, you've we've talked before about a solution to that, which we've talked about combining the qualifier and the Brits. So there is a, there are potential solutions around that. I'd like to completely disagree with uh, Luke, if that's okay. <laughs> of course. The problem is you have to look at the problem as a whole uh, and the 500 solos in the Masters is where the problem starts because, the you know, as it's shown not only in, in this year's Masters but in previous year's Masters, there's not enough quality to run 24 solos. So this whole conversation only really came about because we were talking about the fact that you've got solos in the solo Masters being lapped, half a lap behind and struggling. Um mm. If, if the solos were stronger stronger, and you could run 24 or back in the day when it was 32, we wouldn't even be talking about this. So first of all, you know, you've got to identify the problem. The problem is the Masters is struggling for in-depth quality to uh, make the, you know, the meeting what it should be. So that was the, the first problem. So the solution to that we, we spoke about uh, was adding the 500 sidecars. Now, the reason for the 500 sidecars was a, uh, you know, the, the quality of racing is there um, and B, the, the European aspect of the the qualification process that is bigger than just what happens in this country is what's going on with the class, you know, in, in Europe and the European Championship lead, leading from the Masters or leading from from each championship. So that primarily promotes the 500 sidecar class above above other classes to fill the slot, to fill the void. Um, mm. The biggest problem I think it's got um, is that we haven't got strength in depth at the moment. No. You know, uh, and, and, and I, I spoke to you about this a couple of years ago, Gareth, and, you know, I'd love to jump up and down and shout about it, but it really hasn't got strength in depth. No. Um, and the last thing you want to do is replace a struggling class with another struggling class. Yeah. The option of running a round robin or running the best eight or or the best you know, six plus a couple of Europeans or the best eight or whatever was definitely a good option. And then, you know, if the class, you know, I know there's lots of new people coming into the class, um, and, you know, and the group of, sort of new guys that have been in the last one or two years are, are really starting to improve, like Jake and, and one or two others. So, um, you know, if it started off at an eight and then was able to build back to a 12, you know, then fair play and, and it would work. Mm. But I just don't think that the ACU are prepared to take a risk on it, you know. Um, the other thing that's slightly frustrating is if the ACU don't, or it, not the ACU, if the track racing committee doesn't think there's a problem in with the 500 solos, then they're not looking at the same racing that the rest of us are, because there definitely is a problem. Uh, um, and 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 shipping in speedo riders isn't the solution. You know, we've just got a, a problem with in-depth quality. Yeah, and I think that the poll, uh, the poll that we put up, concentrated entirely, and most of the uh, most of the responses, understandably, concentrated on the 500 sidecars, and we and we didn't so much. Uh, you know, I don't think anyone really started to talk about the um, the reason for putting them there because of the 500 solos being, you know, not 
you, you don't tend to get 24 solos. But, you know, the reasons why people want the 500 sidecars at the Masters or the reasons why people don't want the 500 sidecars at the Masters, you know, if, just to concentrate on that, there, you know, there's lots of various different opinions. And it's quite interesting. You know, Ronnie Stewart, who's a 500 sidecar man, historically, he's a yes. Obviously, he's a yes voter. Um 500 cycles have been in the UK since 1978, mainly started as uh, with uh, John Burroughs and John Pepper doing demos. Uh, and then he lists a load of people and he thinks it's now time to move up, move them up to the Masters. But um, I mean, it, the other thing to remember, Gareth, is that in, across the whole of Europe, the two main classes are 500 solos and 500 cycles. Yeah. So, so in, in France, in Germany, in Holland, you know, he's it, it's, it's a premier class. Yeah, they don't um, they don't have the thousand sidecars, so they have to. Uh, yeah, they don't they don't have that option, I suppose, do they? They don't really. They, they all go the long way around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ross Wharton's a no. He says it would devalue the British Championship as an event, which is similar to what we just heard just a second ago. It's already treated as the lesser event to the Masters, uh, which is wrong in my opinion. Keeping it in the British Championship adds more value. This is interesting, Russ, because. Uh, the British Championship as an event, we know it is one way or another, it is treated like not the same as the Masters, is it? And I don't really know why that is. I mean, the classes are different. But apart from that, you know, what do you think the reason is? Why is it that the the British Championship is not treated as like this big spectacle like the Masters is? Um, I honestly don't know the answer to that question, Gareth. You certainly do feel as if it's the lesser championship, don't you? Um Mm. You feel like it's the little brother, if you like, or or that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, the reason for that, I'm not, I'm not really too sure. Another another opinion that we've got is uh, Darren Jukes. Darren Jukes. Not that my opinion is worth much, having not ridden much or uh, being a regular spectator, but just an observation that Darren's got. Uh, if you told someone outside of the sport you were the Masters champion, I'm sure you would. Uh, they would say the what? I mean, I, I've sort of said this before. The Masters champion strikes makes me think of golf. Um, I can't. It, Darren says I can't think of any sport whose best riders don't win a British Championship. Why does it need to be Masters? Uh, could there not be a three-round North-South Midlands British Championship series, as in most other sports, a true championship? Well, I mean, we've talked about this before, and there's various reasons why it can and can't happen. Rather than uh, best on the day and have all t- main classes, sixteen solos. 10 sidecars chosen from the previous year's gradings list. Yeah, the Masters came about in 1982 as a sort of idea, and it was uh, Brian Curran and Jerry Wheeler and several other key people that brought it about. Before that, it was the British Championships. Um, But it's sort of grown from there, really. But it is an odd one. When you do say to people, the British Masters, I think they often think of golf. It's something, but I do think there's a the British Masters in motocross, isn't there? I don't. Uh, no, the the main uh, motocross championship is obviously that's not the Maxis no more, is it? And then you've got the um, the AMCA Nationals. Is that what you're thinking of? Possibly. I thought there was a British Masters in uh, in motocross, but perhaps it's just just grass track. Yeah, it's a weird one though. Yeah. Why it's called that? Yeah, uh, I think the AMCA one's called the MX Nationals. Uh, okay. Uh, TTL Motorsport Photography, which is uh, which is our friend Richard. Uh, which Williams uh, I think he's after a free t-shirt Mitch because he says personally I feel we've got three elite classes in British grass track 500 solos 1000 right hand sidecars and 500 sidecars I can only feel that the British Masters would be even bigger with the 500 chairs added 
But with the growth of the GT140 class, I feel that the apprenticeship is now done and think that they totally deserve to be a full part of the British Championships. Uh, you never know, Mitch Godden might make it two podiums in a single day. That'd be amazing to <laughs> see. Happened. But... Has happened before. Um, <laughs> I think, that, I mean, going back to the, to the previous point, you know, if, if the 500 chairs moved into the Masters, there's loads of other classes that haven't got their, you know, their British Championship is uh, they're sort of like a bit nomadic they, they'll go you know like the like the pre-75s for example you know that just sort of normally gets tagged on someone else's meeting or the upright championship gets tagged on someone else's meeting you know so i, I don't feel i don't feel like uh you know in if, if the 500 sidecars left the british championships to to infill them with another class i don't think would be would be very difficult at all no, I just don't know what value it would give, though, as a, a to the paying public. I don't know if it would take away, um, you know, there's a lot of people that go to that meeting because they're 500 sidecar fans. They have got a big following. Um, and I don't know if you've got that same sort of cult following with something like the uprights or, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that you would never know whether or not that would be the case, but. Um, I think that's certainly what a lot of people are saying. Hannah Palmer has also talked about the British Masters title, but um, Trevor Stewart, who is also a 500 sidecar man at heart, but has obviously been piddling about with the GT140 for several years, um, and it would be wrong to do a podcast without mentioning Trevsky. He agrees with Ross Walton, or he certainly thinks he's got a valid point. Uh, he says, I have to say, I do love the British Championship meeting in its current format. I went to the Masters and British Championship this year. Love both meetings. I thought the British Championships was better. The 500 sidecars, though, were brought into existence to challenge the European sidecar teams. Over the years, the class has progressed and we have teams that can compete on par with the top Europeans now. The class, though, in recent years has seen a decrease in numbers, which will put us back on a European level. In my opinion, being included in the Masters will see an upsurge in competitors, which is what you said, Mitch, and will help our standing internationally. So on that basis, I think it's in the interest of the UK on an international level to include them. Um, you never come to me for my opinion, Bernie. Oh, I agree sorry. With Mitch. You agree I with Mitch? Agree. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do think they should be in the Masters. I, they, I, they are, they're, an, they're an international class. I think we need to have more arguments on here to get the numbers up. Yeah, well, hopefully people will hear that and get in touch, and we'll always bring it up next time, and, that, and perhaps yeah. we'll. Uh, I think to... I think there's 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 two or three ways of doing it. Two of which Mitch has already said, which is obviously five hundreds into the Masters, and then merge the qualifier and the Brits. That way, you've got no argument then about the thousand chairs being there, which I think arguably, as much as it pains me to say it, the Ledbury track needs the thousands because that was why it was so green, wasn't it? Let's be honest, mm. time of year and there was no thousands. Yeah. Or, or put the 250s, the 350s, like someone else just said, and the 500 sidecars and that, all into the Masters. I mean. But, but obviously, but, but reduce the class sizes down. The 16 250s, 16 350s. Let's be honest, the 350s struggle to get free heats as it is. Yeah. I, I think the important thing was, was stating why we were even talking about it and that is the fact that we feel there's a problem yeah because that i don't think we made that clear you know on the poll that wasn't really clear that we feel that there's a problem with current the current system. yeah the trouble you got with putting up something on the internet is that it 
it opens itself up to attack. It's much easier for us to put it up there like that and not sort of give our reason for putting it, and then we can just use it however we see fit then. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, what you could do with is some people that aren't 500 sidecar people uh, agreeing, but it tends to be uh, Trevor Howis, Trigger, he's agreeing. Add the 500 sidecars, and I would cut the 500 solos down to 18, he says. Grade them into three sets of six and have two from each set. Uh, And then... A whole convoluted way of doing the yeah doing the points. Uh, David, I mean, Lapsley, I mean, the other thing, go on. The, the other thing with the solos is that you know at the moment there's 24. If you drop that 24 to 16, which is two heats of eight, effectively, if they're the best 16 in the country, that makes every heat of the solo competition as competitive as the semi-finals of the current system. Yeah. So the likelihood of James and Zach and Bomber meeting each other are, you know, they might meet each other three times out of four races. Whereas at the moment, they might meet each other once or twice out of the four races. So if you want to promote good racing and, you, you know, you want to put the best foot forward for the for the class, for the 500 solos, for the masters, for the whole promotion, you need those guys battling out. Every, you know, every heat needs to be who's going to win. No one, you know, you don't know who's going to come first, second, third or fourth or fifth. You know, in the current system now, you know, if you, if heat one's strong and heat two strong, heat three's weak. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's not enough strong riders. Um, you know, and then you get a, you know a turn up for the books where someone will win a heat that they perhaps shouldn't, or if one person drops it, then perhaps an old geezer on a twin shot might win a heat. Yeah. Um, but you know. Not, if that was the situation where you've got the best 16 and those top guys are going at it every, every heat to, to, to gain points, then I, I, it just, to me, as a, as a racer and, a, and a, as a fan, it would just be an awesome experience. You know, yeah. Because every heat is a semi-final quality race. Yeah. Rather yeah. than strong one, a medium one, and a weak one. Yeah, I do see. I think I, I do. I see what you're saying. Uh, I think a lot of people do. I think people feel that. Uh, I think when it went from 32 to 24, it had to happen. But I felt a little bit like it was a bit. I can. I sort of get what people are saying. I felt a little bit like, oh, that's not as many, and it felt like it was not such a big deal. But the racing suffers if you keep it. Like you just said, the racing will suffer if we keep it up at 24. Um, this thing that keeps coming out on the uh, on this this poll is people saying that it's devaluing it. So Simon Holtby says the British Masters should be left as it is. Don't devalue something else. It's prestigious. Warren Atkinson says, well, what about putting the lefties, 250s, 350s, G240s, so on? Either put them all in or leave it as it is. Trevor Heath says the Masters is a premier meeting of the year. Adding to it can make it a more enjoyable day, he says. so. And I know Trevor pushes that with his uh, Dirt Track series. Uh, however, he said, is the 500 sidecar class the right class? It's very thin on the ground with numbers, which we've talked about. Wouldn't every crew near enough be seeded straight in? Would an alternative class with more riders be a more worthy choice? I mean, I can't think of another class, to be honest. We're only a sport that caters for riders that call it a hobby, non-professional. So would it make sense to have the most contested classes at the biggest nationals? Phil Thomas, similarly, why try and fix something that isn't broken? Surely there are other things that need looking at first. Graham Hurry, you're absolutely right. It's the 500 solos and 1,000cc sidecars that bring the people in. Nothing against and huge respect to the other classes, but their championships bring the hundreds of supporters where the Masters bring in the thousands. 
Uh, I know how many people came for this year's Masters event. I guess any class would like to be part of that high-profile meeting, but let's face it, they just don't have the pull. Buddy Simmons, I agree with that, and Phil Thomas. The Masters is the top meeting to attend and ride in. I'm lucky to have been involved in the last two Masters meetings with Tony Atkin, and I think the format is good and should be left alone. <laughs> Rob Fortune says it sounds like it would be a bit unfair on Mitch. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> Jake Trapp says leave it as it is. Why change something that doesn't need changing? Why bring a class into the Masters meeting? This is John Freeman. Why bring a class into the Masters meeting that has less than 20 competitors over the whole country? The ACU are stupid, but surely not that silly, are they? Thank you for that. If they need another class, why not either the upright class or the GT140s, where there's over 40 riders from over the country? Not add a dying class like the 500 sidecars, please. I mean, <laughs> I think that it's... I mean, if you put the GT140 class in the Masters... Yeah, I mean, that is it's a hobbyist class, isn't it? <laughs> That's when you go and get a burger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Richard Paul says they should add the 250s and 350s and turn it back into the pro proper British championships like it used to be. And someone else has said the uprights. Um, let the thousands compete in Europe. I mean, it would be awesome to see the thousands in Europe. It's been tried, though. Yeah, and a lot of people pointed out that there just aren't enough 500 sidecars about, which we've sort of mentioned. Norman Johns recommends have a look at this one mitch add another eight riders to the fire of solos bring it back to 32 like it was before add an extra race in each round four extras from the grading list and add four invited speedway riders wouldn't do any harm to make the sidecars up to 24 crews would be a bigger spectacle get the crowd numbers back up the prize money can be better and it'll filter down to the club meetings if the people there enjoy it they'll come back again back like they did in the 90s um if there was 32, Zach could be lapping people twice. It would not work. I mean, we know that. We all agree, don't we, that you couldn't, you just couldn't entertain going to, back to 32 anymore. Sadly, we, I mean, we're not happy about it. Um, if the quality was there, I'd love, I'd love that to be the option, but it's not. But I mean, realistically speaking, I mean, I don't think the ACU are about to to, uh, to jump into bed with this idea. Um, but all we can ask them really is to try and monitor the situation with the 500 solos and the right-hand sidecars and and just keep an eye on the fact that, you know, we think that, that there's a problem with the current system. Um, yeah. More, more than that, we can't do. And more than that, they won't do. No. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it was just a really interesting sort of point, really. And I mean, it'd be interesting to see if anyone didn't catch the poll and has got any other opinions. Get in touch with us. Uh, Grassstrap Banter Podcast at Outlook.com. You can email us. Um, it'd be interesting to know how people feel about the uh, reducing the numbers in the 500 solos because obviously the poll concentrated solely on the 500 sidecars. How many, Luke, um, you, you usually run two heats of solos at the Frittenden meetings, don't you? 500 solos. Yeah, yeah, it's normally two just about. Yeah, and it's about the sort of standard. This, um, it seems to be the common thing is two heats of 500 solos, unless you're at the Masters where there's three. And that seems to be where the issue is with, uh, yeah, with perhaps... Yeah, I, th I, yeah I, think, I think most meetings I've done this year, aside from probably George Wilby's meeting, I think they all were pretty much two heats of 500 solos, hmm. no matter you, where you, you went. Say, you could say the same about the 250s, really, Gareth. Yeah. Some yeah. some meetings, there's, there's three heats, but... Yeah, Frindon, we had three heats, and the, the the fly would have been free as well. 
Mm. I've seen loads of those this year. Yeah, the 250s has got, yeah, real strength in depth and a lot yeah, then, of competitors. Yeah, but in other years, there's been there's not been enough 250s to, to fill one here. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the yeah one of the first times we run the the summer meet and we combined them with the three fifties because I think we only had two or three enter. Yeah, so it's a little, it is a bit hit and miss, you know. Yeah, that's true. Actually, it wasn't that long ago, was it? Like you're talking sort of ten, twelve years ago, and the two fifties and three fifties were being combined because there weren't enough of each. Yeah, and now you would never do that because you've got, if anything, you'd just cut the three fifties because the three fifties can be a little bit patchy. Um. Always, always, you always end up with sort of five fast riders in the 350. So you don't end up. There's not many that don't go very quick, but they, um, but they're certainly struggling a bit more than the 250s are now. Yeah, interesting, interesting uh, discussion, and it's uh, something that has been very interesting to read, to talk to people about, and to hear interesting uh, different points of view, and yeah, see what everyone thinks. But if you've got an opinion, do get in touch.